yes yes y'all you are back for another one it's the first friday's podcast with me your host your girl ali Dan, the goddess mc joined by a very special guest once again it's nj welcome to the pool thank you thank you as always a pleasure to be First Friday's podcast. Well, I thank With you for the one and only Ali Don. So I appreciate yes. you inviting me back. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that you're always willing to help complete a project. And I wanted to talk to you because I have aspirations for acting. And you know, I've never acted a day in my life. I have. Yeah, no. that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I have aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> I've never okay. done this yeah, sure. never done this before in my life and I wanted to get some information from you so over the past several pods I've been talking to either directors producers and even actors just to glean mm-hmm. from their experience and their knowledge but you have a different kind of background because you've actually done some state competitions and you've done some acting where you were competing across Colorado Early in my career, yeah, I was doing, um, it was uh, more like a drama intern and um, through like speech competitions and whatnot. So those were like interpretations and yeah, I went to, to state through those. But um, my, through like college and stuff, I had a, um, a lot of experience with doing like collegiate plays or stage plays. Uh, associated with the diverse and performing arts and um, doing musicals and stuff. So um, most of my acting experience has been uh, on stage um, rather than really being like film or TV. I do have a few credits with film under my name. But yeah, that's kind of, kind of the gist of that. <laughs> so let me ask you about that. So what is it like to prepare for a statewide acting competition? I mean, this is something that a lot of people don't even know uh, exists, something that's available. I mean, I've seen improv type shows that kind of remind me of something that I would imagine I would see at an acting competition. Like maybe I'm seeing a bunch of people just go on and performing a monologue or something like that. So so what is it like to even prepare for a competition? For that, I mean, it kind of is like just any type of like acting job, except for actually it's more so aligned with the like the performance role, because for those types of things, you're going to have like one monologue. So you have your script, you have what you're going to be doing, and that's going to be like the uh, interpretation that that's going to be your performance or, you know, your whole submission throughout your your uh competition or whatnot so that's just you know you you know make sure that you're picking something that you know that suits you very well um that you are able to perform it and that you are really like committed and that you're really connected to the piece that you're doing of course you study the lines and whatnot and you need to be you know have those memorized but also uh, if you're doing just a, a monologue, if you're creating the uh, background for your, for your backstory for your character, or if it's 
part of an entire play or script or whatnot that you're com- committed to fully understanding that story. That's the general preparedness of that and knowing your audience also is with your like competition you know who you're you're going to be up against when i was in competition i remember being i guess you can see one of the sections that we were competing in was with a, a girl that was doing a piece that was very similar to mine and so i immediately kind of had to uh, you know, figure out what nuances for my piece that I could change so it, it wouldn't be like, you know, uh, seem like a copycat of what she was doing because it wasn't the same piece with the feeling behind it, kind of the the basis of it was uh, kind of the same. So, uh, you know, what, what I could bring to that to make it different and unique and stuff and, um, that actually was talked about beforehand with my coach, you know, about, you know, when you get in competition or you're, you're figuring out your role and you have something going, you're like, that's good. But then, you know, you're going right behind it, which was exactly my case, right behind somebody that's doing something that is pretty much just like you are going to be doing. So like, where do you change it up? Where are your strengths at with that? And, um, you know, being very, rehearsed with that so um i think it's just overall just preparedness just you know once you got something and you can establish that then just learning the ins and outs of it and being able to perform it and you know control your performance so now you said a lot of interesting things now first you said to be connected be connected mm-hmm. to the, the piece, the monologue or the character that you chose. So talk to me more about that. Like, how do you connect with a character and how do you tie that into the monologue that you choose? I think that when you are uh, looking for pieces or, you know, monologues, so you, you kind of deal with like different things, I guess. I'll, I'll start there first. So you're either going to be doing something that is like, where is your performance going to be? So you're going to be doing something on stage. Is it going to be something where you're giving a script and you're going to have to be performing something or, you know, being on TV or film? So, you know, understanding in what arena you're going to have to become this character. And then the connection, I guess, is, is within your within yourself, like you're empathizing with the character. Can you, like, embody, can you imagine yourself really being the character or how this character is you, you know? So, um, you know, that connection with it, like you can't, you know, if, if I'm not, you know, generally like a, a very serious, uh, you know, racist person, like how am I really going to come off, <laughs> you know, trying to like audition and how do I like really connect with that, with that character? Okay. So, you know, it's like, you know, delving into that and, you know, empathizing and, and, you know, really trying to like figure out the, the story and, and how you would embody it, um, or how you, you know, you would approach it from somebody else's perspective. Like how, what would you think like this person would do and, and say and how they would look and move. And then is that something that you would do or you can do and, you know, do that. So it's just, you know, um, that just an emotional connection. I, 
that's just the, the reals of it is just really empathizing it's like can you do it like if it was uh you know um family member or friend or something like that like how do you you know connect with them and take the character of the story and you know bring that into yourself well, that's a good point, too, because, you know, there might be some who are going out for auditions and whatnot, and they might see that either they're auditioning or they're a part of competitions and they're not getting very far. And I think it is an important question to ask yourself, like, is this something that you can do? Can you even play mm-hmm. this character? Like, do you have what it takes to emote the emotion of this character, the background of this character? Can you connect to this person? Because if not, you might as well go after a different role. Yeah, or, you know, uh, if you're trying to, like, get monologues for auditions or something like that, um, you know, try try to pick something that's, you know, like, within your lane. Uh, usually we have, well, I mean, and it's not to say that you can't, you know, and a, a lot of good actors will, like, you know, go outside of their lane, but, it, again, it's more of, um, you know, like, interpret interpretation of that, you know, a lot of people are really in tune with their bodies um with their with their uh, you know with their abilities or capabilities you know, as far as you know when their emotions and how they emote them their body movement and how they express you know their body language so <clears throat> so it's not to say that you know it's something you can't work on or develop or you know be really in tune with but then you, you do have that realistic aspect of it like is this something that like I can really see myself doing and if you can't put yourself really in that position like if you can't believe in it then no one's going to believe in you when you're out there performing that so um you know there's a, a lot of work you know that's people are like well people don't need acting classes or any kind of training or anything like that but uh, that's really like how you get to to those points is just studying if this really what you want to be your craft is really um studying those things uh you know how to and and being really confident within yourself and in, in learning about your um personal quirks and how you just as you are and then um you know identifying stuff in other people and how they are and then if you can embody that and how you do that and how you um emote emotion like how you would express it if you were in this position or if you were like this person or you know um so there's there's work behind it definitely um but you know no one just really goes out and out there and be like I can act You're like you know <laughs> you're really, um, you know so some people you know can really have the you know ability to kind of just you know have that face or uh, uh, you know that um, presence you know and they're able to kind of convey something pretty easily but if they're you know wanting it to be their craft they're going to work on it uh, it's a little it's a little easier I would say it probably looks like TV or film because a lot of that's more look driven, you know, and like a lot of the times you have like, you know, parts that are you know written and people they have certain ideas of what the people are supposed to look like in mind and stuff. So, um, and then you have you know the director, you know, that should be able to direct the person to be able to make the scene work. 
um, stage is a little bit different um, because, you know, you don't have, you know, cuts and, you know, um, pauses and editing and stuff like that. You're just really in front of people. So you have to be able to constantly convey that character. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of work behind being able to portray either way, you know, um, but uh, you know, a lot of people don't really realize that. So you got to be real with yourself, um, get the work behind it, get in acting classes, get with you know, or a coach or, um, you know, uh, go online even and just work, you know, find books of, you know, writers and directors and, and stuff that, you know, really will go into the, the deep work of, you know, what you need to do if you want to be successful. Now now, you, now, now you mentioned that coach. So what was like one of the most memorable things or the most useful techniques or things that your coach worked on with you? Um, I've had a couple of acting coaches. Most what most of the work that was kind of memorable for me was uh, really getting into like that character mode so um really getting the the backstory emotion of that um learning you know how i guess you could say more character development type of things is what i kind of took from it because i'm really uh, you know good at empathizing with people and uh, can relate to people a lot but if i convey an emo- emotion like if I was that person and so um, really understanding the character and the you know the moment or emotion of a scene and then also being body aware and getting out of yourself I had a lot of the times like so sometimes it's not bad because like who you are or just the stuff that you do is good like they people like would want to see that but sometimes it's like you need to you know bring like an accent or you know they're from high society or they're from you know a different country so you have to really understand like how they're moving and how they speak in the you know, tones that they talk with. Typically, if I'm just in normal conversation, I'm speaking really fast. Uh, a lot of the times people are like, hold on, can you say that slower? Uh, you know, call, calling me Mrs. Mumbles or something like that normally. But so, like, it's just being, like, really aware of even, you know, j- trying to get out of those nuances of yourself and bringing something else into character. So I think it was coaching for me was mostly just making sure that you are understanding that character doing good character development as well as including the the body movement of the person how they speak how they uh, walk how they move their hands for instance so um to, to be aware of those things and how to work you know, out my own isms and bringing, you know, acting. There's a lot of different nuances and acting is like a full body 
and mind yes. kind of mm-hmm. a thing. You know, the more I get interested in, in it, I'll be watching a show like um, I'll be watching Bridgerton or I'll be watching um, Aladdin, you know, the one with Will Smith. And I'm just like, wow, like the way Princess Jasmine moved her head, the way she moves her eyes, her eyebrows. Like, you know, it's just so many different things that you wouldn't normally think about. But all this comes into play, especially when you're doing close ups, tight shots to really convey that emotion. Now, I remember you were helping me film a video and I'm just doing my regular movements. Uh, You know, I just want to be cute, you know. But you're like, no, you're on film. You need to emote. You need to really like almost like exaggerate your your movements just so it can come off on camera. And that is something that's mm-hmm. quite different. So it is yeah. it's almost unnatural. So like you say, you have to like get out of your own body, like your own things yeah. that you would know. The way I would normally dance, the way I would normally say a statement or say something. I, I need to do a little bit extra if I'm going to be on camera just for that to really read on camera. And I might be even playing a character that might not even act like this or look this way as they're saying this line. So it's a lot to keep in mind. Right. And also, so, and again, like when you're, you're dealing with a couple of different things when you're TV and film and stuff. So you're going to rely a lot on your director. So you're definitely going to have to be someone that could take the direction very well and um, understand like their, their angles or if the director is telling you like where they're going to be shooting from, um, what's going to be happening with this camera, with this lighting, uh, who's going to be saying what to you, you know, you understand like the scene and stuff like that. You're going to be moving. So you really have to be directable. So you have to um, kind of understand I think to like really be a good actor, like what all aspects of the scene entails. So if they're like, we're going to, you know, catch you looking at the camera, or you're going to be looking at this camera, they're going to have this camera right here in front of you, so I need your eyes to follow right here to this spot. Or, you know, he's going to be at this area, so make sure that you're stopping right here. I need you, you know, so like, yeah, you, you would, you don't think all that goes into the behind the scenes when you're just seeing this beautiful shot. Um, But, you know, you have a cinematographer, you have lighting, you have sound, you have, um, you know, camera ones and twos and, you know, maybe your other um, actors or extras or all the stuff that you have to be aware of and also convey something (laughs) in the, in the, you know, scene if you have dialogue or if you're just supposed to speak with your eyes so um you know you have to be fully bodily aware of all of that that's going on um like you said it 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 takes when you're doing film and movie or stuff it takes like everybody to create that so finding where you fit in and making sure that you're doing good you know good job you're very directable so that you're not having to do 12 takes of the same thing because you know that time is money they want them the shot right away and to, to move forward you know it, it could take an hour to set up a like two minute shot probably even longer depending on what kind of you know movie or film or whatever you're you're doing and so um now a couple of things know, a couple of things, because you said finding where you fit in. So I remember, like, kind of reminds me of something that um, Tasha Makia from KS1075, shout out, what she was telling me is that, you know, you have to find your people. 
mm-hmm. whoever's willing to open those doors for you that's where you want to go so what happens like say you're working on a project a film project you book this gig or something that you're even volunteering to do and you're noticing that maybe you're not getting the character maybe you're not getting along well with the director or the other cast and crew so what do you do in a situation like that like when is it okay to walk off a set and say you know what this is not happening this is not right for me or do you have to stay committed and just stick it out and see it through I would say I mean that's a very complicated question because that's going to depend on a lot of things like how involved are you initially are you not just really getting along or seeing eye to eye with somebody how can we get together and figure this out so we can do this project or if someone's being like abusive and just being verbally abusive with you like you just nothing that you're gonna you know want to deal with obviously but if it's something that you can like come to somebody first with and try to resolve the issue not all people are going to get along. Sometimes you're going to be, you know, with casting directors, say if a casting director was like, you're perfect for that, but then you get with the director and you're like, I don't really think this is how this is supposed to go or I'm not liking the direction you're giving or I thought this was going to be this way, you know, so you can come to the director, to you have producers, you have, you know, people if you were cast to it, at least, who should have your back for that. So you can all come together because obviously the vision is going to be off. If you can't convey that, that's going to be a problem. If if your director is not giving you the direction that you need or is you're feeling some type of way about that and you're having a hard time, then it's time to come together. Because then if you're not going to work, then they may need to look in a different direction and um yeah I think it's just problem solving and just be and being an adult like in any situation just coming together and trying to find that uh you know that common ground like can we meet here is this going to work and if it's not then being okay with you know parting ways or um you know something can come together I mean there's been directors before who have been cut off of films because you know they were not working with the whole of a cast or crew or you know something along those lines and you know vice versa it's just you have to you know know when to come together and know when to go it almost sounds it almost sounds like quitting is like the last resort like of course yeah try to see it you don't want to do that i mean as an actress of course it's it's hard to probably find work it is hard to find work it's probably one of the most hardest things to do when you're like just starting out and um you don't want to quit you definitely don't want to be so bad that people don't want you on there or, (laughs) or you feel like you're not connecting or doing what you know you're supposed to do but Um, so you're definitely going to try to fight for your role, fight for the position. Like, you know, tell me what you want, tell me what we need, tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can fix that. And again, just have to be directable, you know? Um, and yeah, definitely you don't want to quit or give up. That's probably like one of the worst things (laughs) that that could happen. So you definitely a last resort for sure. 
especially uh, nowadays, you know, there's so many folks who are concerned about cancel culture and the reputation Mm -hmm. that goes around. I mean, if you quit on a project or whatever kind of attitude that you had before you stormed out of there, then that might not be the last that you hear of it. You, that might not be the last time you see any of the people that are on the crew that you walked out on. You might, you might get into another acting gig and surprise, it's the same director. You didn't know it's the same producer or some of the same actors who saw how you were behaving on the last Mm -hmm. project. And then that's how rumors get started. And then people start to kind of treat you as like some kind of black sheep where they don't necessarily, or they try to blackball you in some cases, like Monique, what she talks about is like, you know, Hollywood is not giving her a chance anymore. She's known now as someone who ruffles people's feathers. She's known as someone who's kind of like a troublemaker, a problem starter or whatever, which is unfortunate because she's so talented but you see, if you just rub somebody the wrong way, then it's like nobody wants to work with you all of a sudden, which is so petty, but it happens. Yeah, you better have your own money, I think, to that point to where you're, if you're, you have to be aware of that type of stuff. And yeah, this is um, a, per, a profession where you are, ideally, if you're trying to act, it's like we want to be seen, right? You want to. Yeah. you know, perform mm-hmm. for people that you may love acting, the the act of acting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, um, that's what I, you know, it got me into acting and just being in the atmosphere and the environment where I'm uh, working on doing this stuff. But, um, yeah, you, you definitely have to be... You definitely have to be aware of your environment. Like when people say, um, you know, know your know your audience, right? Yeah. Um, it's it just it's it definitely changed over the years, especially within the past ten years. I think it'd be a little more, you know, harder to get away with having your personal life be disconnected from your job essentially like you know what you do and if if people get a like a a different glimpse of your reality it can take them out of seeing you a certain way as far as like characters so that's you know people be like they oh what an amazing actor they must be an amazing person right Mm-hmm. And it's hard for people, especially if they don't really understand, you know, the production aspects of all of the behind the scenes and everything that it takes to go into a project. They just see the the output. They see that final project, mm-hmm. right? And they see the final product. So they, you know, relate the the good acting and the you know, good character, even if it's like a bad character, but great acting to the person being like a great person and anything that kind of takes them out of that is, is unfortunately just kind of a, a loss, like a money <laughs> loss. And, 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 you know, if you're in like a producer, you're trying to put out something that's going to make money. And if people are turned off by you, they're, they don't want to invest in, you know, putting you in this project. Um, I mean, you have high profile people, you know, it's bigger than Monique that, you know, one thing comes out and then it's like, no way. So yeah, you better have your own money. Like, you know, like Kevin Hart 
at least he had his own when stuff came back on him he had his own money to go out there and produce his own things and you know kind of get over that um cancel culture type of environment that's true so i mean having ownership and independence i mean that can help you overcome some of those things to where you're not acting in fear that you're going to be canceled you know, because you can yeah. make you can make a lot of your own opportunities. Speaking of opportunities, we're gonna take this time to take a music break. So here it is. It's "Love the Way I Walk" by Ali Don, Cash, and NJ. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the First Fridays podcast at thegodcollection.com. Little way I walk, see me when I'm winning. Little way I talk, you hear how I get it. I the first to death, design the way I'm living. Had to change it up, he sees the way I switch it. Call me holy now, trying to be sinless. Classy little wretched, no longer in my savage. Get your hands up off me, I'm changing all my habits. Searching for salvation, get it, got it, grab it. Little way I walk, little way I walk, little way I walk, little way I walk, little way I walk. Yeah, I got you, Ali. Blackfish, uh, yo, what we talking? What we talking? You ain't saying nothing but TikTok. You so big, but leaving the same coffin. Say what you want, but I'm locked in. You want the rewards, but never clocked in. Opportunities missing, are you knocking? You knocking? For IG likes, you lose your soul. I stay in the freezer, but never got cold. Rough days that make you go psycho. If it wasn't for him, I let the pop go. Show me your atheist in a box, not at all. Stop, bro. I'm a handsome shepherd while she flock. Cash out. Let her wear a wire. Let her wear a wire. And nothing cool about the narcos. Knocking on your door while you're chilling with the fam, though. I get it. It's cool to get the fast cash on the paper chase, blowing through it, but it won't last. Big friends start acting funny, never going nowhere, nothing moving with the money. I like to keep it moving. Haters always catfishing, seeing what I'm doing. Missing facts about their own gift. Plotting like raging, like they only have one wish. I'm out, cause I don't really do this. When you see red, watch my heels with my shoes. Okay. Yeah. My leg quick with the ball chain. Drilling on the progress. I ain't stopping, cause I got range. Never missed a beat, only flawless. I woke up like this. Think up on my cadence, cause he's pushed me each and every day. Hey, and I ain't dragging with the undertone. Tripping on the tracks, I ain't falling. Keep them undertone. Not worry about the gossip, keep on talking, cause God only knows. Why you take the time to say you hate me, but you love me, love Step, slide, skip, strike. Uh-huh. All my two, three, four. Uh, let you check my style like what? I do this for my blessings like it does. Fire on this beat. All on. What she go and do that for? Putting all my praises up though. I ain't for the streets. Just watch me go. to the first friday's podcast at thegodcollection.com shout out to all the soundcloud listeners 
You just heard Love the Way I Walk by yours truly, Ali Dunn, the goddess MC, featuring Cash and NJ, bars galore. Now, we're here with NJ right now, and we're talking about acting. How do you think social media has caused acting or even show business to change? Well, I think a lot of people now want to be actors. They want to turn into these influencers. Everybody wants to be seen, right? But social media and has given everybody a platform. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And so it, it is, you don't necessarily have to be like a great actor. You can just be doing something and go viral. And as long as you can kind of keep your audience for a while, you know, with even like within a few months or something like that, you can make yourself a good deal of money. And I think a lot of people, you know, now you know that you you can become viral, and that that, that so that's changed a lot of the celebrity. Because you still have, you know, celebrities who've been acting and have been doing, has been in the game for a long time, even maybe some up-and-coming actors and whatnot. But now the celebrity has evolved into, you know, viral, um, the reality star, the viral Mm -hmm. star, and they're even getting into reality competitions so that aspect is I think has changed a lot of um I guess you would say like the the knownness of people <laughs> really like the, 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 the popularity the uh, but that's not even like enough of a word for it I, I guess the the um but I guess the the, the attachment like where people yeah. you know can kind of connect to to others. Um, so I don't, it it can kind of like devalue it, I guess, if you're thinking as far as like influencers and people on social media trying to become film actors or TV actors or even on stage, but like theater definitely is kind of dying out. Thank God for Lynn Manuel Miranda, because otherwise people probably wouldn't know too much about like any kind of theater or Broadway or anything like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is it's 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 like brought in another aspect of kind of this acting, right? Because even trying to put on like you know do viral videos, people like understand like i i figured out like real quick like oh you're you're writing this like this scripted none of this is very rarely i believe like would you really catch something honest like a lot of the times people are going out they're writing something they're practicing something they're doing it 50 times or however it's to to work out because again all you're seeing is like the final product and you're like oh that's cool how did they do that <laughs> but it, but it, they didn't think it would take a lot of work behind it, you know. So I think some 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 people 
well, most people, I think, are just kind of coming from that perspective of just looking at that end product. But a lot of people who are really interested in, like, wanting to continue to go viral and make money and be a social influencer and just put out videos and make money from being a YouTube star, you know, they're still putting the work out there behind it. I think it's a little less genuine at face value, you know, because at least with, like, acting in movies and stuff, like, you know, you're playing a part, you have a script and la, la, la. But as far as, like, social media, a lot of the stuff tries to be reality, or you know, reality um but it's you know fake yeah and that's what makes it tough too because you know on one hand i mean we have the power in our own hands a lot of the times just being able to use our phone or whatever devices that we have to be able to produce our own projects but mm-hmm. and to your point too i mean if a producer essentially wants to make money then they're gonna go find someone who does have a huge following on social media because they know those followers are going to turn into viewers. They're going to turn into people who are buying the movie tickets, the show tickets. They're going to tune in. They're going to get the ratings because they've always, they already have that proven following there. And that's the direction that the music business is going into. You know, they used to have A&R, artist development, where they would pick somebody who might have some talent. They might need some coaching. They might need to improve their skills. And then they would essentially develop the artist into a star. But now, so more so, they they want you to already have that star quality. They already want you to bring in that audience. They basically want you to be the full package already before they sign you because it makes it cheaper and easier to basically work with you now because it's like, okay, we already know that the audience is here, so we don't have to put so much money into advertising, for example. Yeah. I think that that is a valid point. I think it can be a little bit different when you're talking music. Um, because a lot of the times too like you can have like a, a good following uh, but how much of it like I don't know how to say it, if it's like a, like a genuine kind of following because you could say like I have a million followers but it might be like someone was just like oh okay yeah that song was cool or something like that but can you put it out the work can you have the good work ethic behind it you know to sustain that um and like you said, there's people that can can develop you. And I guess when you're coming, if you were thinking about someone who is uh, social media famous and wanted to get into acting, that it would be uh, easy. But I don't know. Acting to me is like a little bit of a different beast. Like vocally, like singing or rapping, you have to have some skill. Unless somebody's making fun of you. Like unless you're like, you know, island boys or whatever like that, you know, and then you're like, you know, you're five minutes of fame and people are just writing off of that. Or you just doing some, you know, something like that that people are just kind of holding on to your your, your uh, coattails on. But acting to me is a little bit of a different beast because if you, like I said, you really have to, first of all, I think you really need to understand like what, what you're really getting into. Like people can have natural talent, but again, like to, to develop like acting skills and to, to, you know, develop those internal, like, um, the the internal like feelings and, and, and the emotion, like I said, the empathy that you have to kind of develop and get those nuances doing where your body is, your body language, how you're conveying that, um, that really has to be like 
I don't I don't think that a lot of the times that that's just like natural like it, you have to develop that to a certain yeah. extent um so I think unless you're like really trying like if you're going out there and like you know, I've seen some, you know, TikToks or Instagrams or whoever reels people that are doing acting challenges. And so that's like, okay, so like you're really trying to do something here. That's essentially like your own reels, which have been around for a while. Like people have been going online and doing stuff like that where they're doing monologues or doing scenes from movies or, you know, however that is. I know, I know at least in like the early 2000s, uh, you know, 2010 or whatever, that's uh, the mode that it was going in when you're doing auditions and, like, setting up your own fights and trying to get your reels together. Like, you'd have people, you know, do stuff like that, and that's what you're watching when people audition. So, um, yeah, I think as far as, like, serious actors go, but but, if that's something that you want to do, maybe that's where you should, you know, go in, and it's just doing those um, types of things with reels and and you know doing acting challenges what they call and seeing if you could maybe give followers that way or you know try to develop skill that way uh get feedback from people and then hone your skill that way that's a good idea that's a good idea because you know a couple of things that you said earlier too like stay in your lane you know be able to act and play roles and characters that you have the ability to actually emote and play Mm-hmm. But say if it's a social media um, influencer who's known for doing sketches or skits like that, I imagine that they might end up, they have a huge following. So now they have people knocking on their door, giving them deals. They want to work with them to bring their followers basically into the movie theater to watch the movie or they want the viewers to tune in or they want people, they want your followers to essentially buy tickets to come and see your show. But I imagine that they might find themselves in a situation where they are limited as to what kind of roles they can even take. And they might even see that their acting career might be short lived or maybe the skits aren't necessarily translating onto film or maybe, maybe they can't get it done when they're on stage live Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to perform. So it is important that, not only when you have that following to be able to use that as the momentum pr- to propel you to get more skills, to get more training. I think two people need to realize there's billions of people like, and almost you know, there's 7 billion people. I'm sure there's probably like 4 billion people who are connected <laughs> to the internet and can access any kind of social media. Right. So it, you know, you may have, you know, your following and stuff, but to have it translate over to any other kind of media uh, is is probably pretty difficult. Um, I wouldn't say probably. I'm, like, 95% <laughs> sure that it is. Like, I don't know. If I was, like, a, a, a director or a producer or something, and I was like, I would like to bring this person on it wouldn't necessarily be because of their social media following because it's so spread out, you know, um, trying to promote a movie and stuff to just your, to your audience, right? You have to really kind of convince other people to come in as well because, you know, worldwide, I'm not, I mean, if you're thinking on, you know, like a larger scale, I'm not trying to just get your 
followers unless you're like a huge major you know but even you know i don't even know like who who is famous right now i was watching it with my son and it was uh, i don't know like mr beast or something like that his name is <laughs> but yeah was like even if you were to like bring him and say oh we're gonna put you in this movie i wouldn't do say maybe 10% of the people who follow you online for the media just for that content that you're putting out they're not looking for your like acting or your big roles or anything like that they're following you for that stuff you know so I'm gonna put you in this movie but I'm not expecting your all of your fan base to come in out for you on that tip you know so it's it, it, to me it would be like you do definitely have to be uh movie worthy <laughs> you know like or, or i guess if you're trying to put somebody in like oh yeah i'm gonna put you in as yourself you know or um i want you to you know play this role or something like that i'm not you know it, it, because i see some potential in you and i think that you would do good at this part you're definitely not going to get any major roles or anything like that i mean you know maybe you can start there but i don't think oh any i don't know i don't think any like producer really worth their goal would put like a, a person that's like acting in any kind of like major role and think that there's going to be a ton of like their followers watching that seems a little weird to me it could it, could be <laughs> but i wouldn't bank on that not if they're trying to get like a movie out there and seen or if, even if they're trying to promote it like oh yeah like we have um you know such and such girl she has you know 20 million followers i don't think people have that many million followers maybe they do i don't know on on you know facebook or instagram and we're gonna put her in this role as lead role i don't think any other production company or people wanting to put their money in would you know be like cool like automatic like yeah she has 20 million followers they're gonna be like well can she act she might be cute <laughs> is she gonna like do a good job like who's gonna be the directors behind it who's gonna do like the editing like what is she gonna be acting in you know so um yeah that's gonna be that's interesting it is interesting <laughs> it really is because you know there are some people that are even making deals to where they're just continuously putting out more videos on social media where you know you've yeah. got producers meeting them where they are like okay we know your lane yep, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. keep it there right? on your platform yeah, land. like mm -hmm. let's figure out how we can all make money by keeping you on your instagram making your skits or well, youtube that's what we were kind of talking about, that's what that digital media comes in, right? Because a lot of the times you have these then these digital media companies on the back end, like, oh, okay, you went viral. And then they'll, like, see, you know, they, you hear it all the time, people who just have this one little video, and then all of a sudden it blows up, and now all of a sudden they have a management company and all this other stuff because they're like, okay, well, you got it. You got something that people like. So let's continue to have this keep going and you know even if it was if they're just you know acting on the social media they're like stay there that's your lane you know they're not going to try to you know get you to act with j-lo not right now you know <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like you're not going to be with leonardo dicaprio or anything like that let's let them stay in their lane um which is it's kind of funny because bigger actors can kind of translate well onto to social media but you're not going to really have it the other way around i don't really see that much but um but yeah stay 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 in your lane if that's where you are we can keep you making these videos and putting out this content and people are loving it and following that's how you know the little kids and stuff get these endorsements and now they're like you know have 
fucking 50, excuse me, $50 million. And it's like, you were just looking at toys and playing with them. <laughs> and a lot of kids like you, now you're like a millionaire, you know? So it, that, social media is really weird like that. <laughs> but if it, and that's why I think a lot of people, and it could be easy. It could be just like that. So I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to it. And I think that it can be very lucrative if you can find your place, if you can find your niche. I was just watching um, Kev on stage, and he was talking about all the videos he did before he became viral. And then after that, all the work he had to put into it behind the scenes to keep going viral, putting out content daily. People think that content creators are they have it easy, but I mean I'm looking into it again because I'm trying to create content, right? And like looking into that, and I'm like, damn, that was a lot of work. Like you don't really think about like, okay, you have to set up your schedule. This is what I'm gonna film this day, and this is what I'm gonna film this day, or I'm gonna sit this whole day out and film all these videos and all this stuff, and then I'm gonna release it this day by this day. And then you know you have a calendar, you have a planner, and then if you get viral, you have managers, you have you know. Uh, digital uh, media content um you know you have your own website you have these you know pro- producers you then you have people that kind of back you up so they don't really see like all that is going on behind the scenes they're just like oh you just put out a bunny video again yeah you know um and again the audience is so spread so you're you're can constantly be getting new followers but everything's so inundated like how much of their content are you watching like you could put out four videos but they might just only see one you know um there's a lot of content that needs to be put out yeah in order to keep your keep your audience captivated in you know with the shorter attention spans and social media it's like you do have to put in a lot of work so i think that is something also to keep in mind like what is your why like why are you doing this because Mm -hmm. you have to be able to keep it up because it is a lot of work especially if it takes a long time to make your big break like famously people would talk about how samuel L. jackson he was in his 40s before he got his big break you know, when he was, and he's been acting for a very long time. It's not like he just got started when he did Pulp Fiction. You know, he was doing a lot of acting gigs prior to that. And it just, it was finally, yeah, when, yeah it was finally those later roles where now they're, they're a huge star. So it's like, you have to have a love for it and, and a passion for it to yes. be able to put out that much content without getting burnt out. I mean, I think even if you enjoy it, you can still get burnt out too. But at least if you're enjoying it and you love what you're doing you probably won't experience so much burnout to where you're just ready to just just quit and give up because you weren't really passionate about it anyway you don't really want to put in the work you might realize okay this is more work than i thought i really don't have what it takes and that's okay too like yo this is more than i thought it would be and it's just not going my way and it kind of sucks to have to turn your back on something that you wanted to do but i mean you have to like you said stay in your lane and sometimes like you're just on the wrong highway altogether like this is not what you're supposed to be doing exactly yeah people and and i think that i can't remember the saying but especially like in la and you lived in la like everybody is out there like if you're not from there you're there because you want to be an actor or actress right and so sometimes it's just not for it just it doesn't happen for people and people could have this you know passion about it they could 
really love like this is absolutely what i want to do and they could work hard at it um and this could happen in the singing industry too like they could be like you know some mom singers out there like oh my god you're an amazing singer and you're getting with the right people but it just doesn't happen for you for whatever reason i think you have to be okay with that as well yeah um and if and i think if you are not okay with that then look for something else right do something else find another way to you know yeah. express your yourself and now we have social media so that's great take that opportunity maybe you'll do something on social media but you know um it doesn't always happen for everybody so you should be okay with not being successful if it's something that you really love and it's something that you enjoy doing um you know if you, you have to want to put in all the work and all of the you know sometimes it comes easy for people and then other people can be so talented so amazing but they never just get the the popularity they they just don't get you know to be the household name or you know they'll be the c-list you know you know efg list right you're supposed to be, have to be okay with that you yeah. know yeah, and that could be a thing too. Like, uh, you know, Kathy Griffin, she would talk about, she had her show, My Life on the D-List. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like accepting like, hey, I'm not one of those A-list celebrities, even though I think at this point she probably is A or B or whatever. But she was yeah. making fun of it. Like, okay, this is my life on the D-List and had a whole entire reality show sure, about yeah. not being the biggest celebrity, but you kind of are. You're, you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so she yeah, made fun of it. Yeah, know you, but they're yeah. trying to like, you know, right. take pictures. I look like, hey, aren't you? cool okay bye right yeah it's different i mean it's it's really interesting so okay so let me ask you about this then because you mentioned your kids so what is it like to manage your children who want to act and what happens if they are not into it anymore like how do you keep your children interested in something that you see that they're good at or they have a natural gift so um i think that from a parent's perspective especially with me because i was acting, you know, and always wanted to act and stuff. I wanted to, when my oldest was younger and I got him involved and I saw that he, you know, kind of enjoyed it and he has a really nice look and he would do so well. And I mean, even, you know, as a parent, you know, like all parents probably think their kids could be stars or whatnot. I think I have a unique perspective of it because of just, um, like, I can kind of see talent in people so I was like well he could he could do really good he'd probably have a lot of work to do but you know he would be um directable like someone could you know uh, manage him and he could you know do some teaching he's teachable he's directable all that stuff was like really good but then you know after we did our little first play and we did our you know auditions he just was like "Eh, I don't want to (laughs) and I was like okay so I just you know left it alone but I think through like him seeing me And just, like, knowing, like, some of my stories or, like, seeing stuff that I would, you know, bring up or, like, show him and stuff. He was like, oh, that's cool. Like, when now he's in middle school and he's taking, like, theater, he's getting really interested in, like, animation and acting and directing, like, behind-the-scenes type of stuff. I think it just, that happens naturally. Now, you know, I I asked him, I was like, would you want to, like, go on, like, auditions or something like that or, you know, try acting? And then he himself was like, yeah, I think that would be cool. I would really like to animate. I prefer to do that. 
okay, cool. We you know do that. Did you think about maybe learning behind the scenes stuff? You did your theater classes. So just finding like what they're interested in and encouraging that, and not really like forcing something on them. Yeah. I think is is probably the best way to go because again, it has to be something that you want to be do that you want to be committed to. I I mean even if you're really good at it and then you know for say like you're just doing it because I'm you know end up being very good at it I have a good look and you know I you know become somewhat you know famous and like does it make you miserable because then you you can also see the negative effects of that play out in the world when yeah. people especially celebrity have all of these issues then you know, then they start abusing drugs or alcohol or people, and so and so or themselves. You know, however that works out. Like, do you want that to be the drawback? Because honestly, it's like you then you have all the same as celebrity and stuff. That's not making you happy. That's not the, the acting part of it. Is it's like that's not something that all of this isn't what you wanted. You know, so you don't want to force anybody like into that if that's not what you enjoy doing then don't don't do it yeah i mean and even in the most mildest case like your child might even start act acting out not in a good way acting out but like lashing out in a certain kind of way exhibiting certain kinds of behaviors because they just don't want to do what <laughs> they're being forced to do anymore to do, yeah like you think well, about you can see that in yeah. a lot of like when you hear about the celebrities um that were child stars and grow up in this in you know in an environment and then uh you know expected to be around mostly like a lot of adults and they have to handle themselves a lot of way now they're getting critiqued by people from the outside um all of it oh gosh i couldn't imagine like a lot of social media people just talking and talking and barking at people nowadays like how being a kid that can really like affect you and so even something that you really love and desire and want to do and want to keep doing that can really affect you so um you know you definitely should be preparing your child for something especially if they want to get big like there's one thing like if i just want to be like small theater and just do my little films or something like that um cool but you know of course you want people to see them and of course it can be a good way to make money so you know but the, you know what what does that cost you in the end and so i think being real with them and knowing where their aspirations are and where that can put you um and just to be prepared for that uh, you know whether you have to be like okay well we're gonna also do therapy you know to make sure that we're doing we're okay when we're doing <laughs> right? this film right. you know yeah. <laughs> or um you know uh, you know make sure you have some kind of you know spiritual leader somebody you know that can ground you in the meantime yeah yeah well that's important too i mean because it reminds me of like willow smith for example like when will smith wanted her to keep on singing with her singing career with with my hair back and forth she was like no i don't want to do this no more oh and then he you know he was pushing her come on you know i'm a star i started out rapping like i want you like you are my kid you're my seed like Uh you got my you know i want you to be singing too and then next thing you know she shaved her hair off Mm -hmm. okay yeah i'm not gonna be whipping my hair back and forth no time soon like I told you and then she's like okay and then he like talks about it in her interview she's like okay now I want to take ballet classes and so he was like what it was like so shocking to him but you know he had to he learned the hard way he had to give her the freedom 
to -hmm. let her be a kid and choose what she wanted to do. But then you see years later that she ends up getting back into music again. Uh So I think it is important to give your kids that grace and listen to them where they're at right now. But it's interesting, too, because like the Bible, it even says when you train up a child in the way they should go when they get older, they don't depart from it. So I think because he was so persistent pushing her to continue to make music, it could be a reason why she ended up going back to it anyway, because it was something that she really did enjoy. You know, Mm -hmm. now that the pressure is off and she has the liberty to do it on her own, it kind of makes it more enjoyable, too. Yeah, because I think from from what I remember, too, when she was singing, like he was trying to like uh her you know like yeah. they were like trying to like you know get her like you know all into this and you know behind the scenes you know because him and jada both are acting they know the industry so they're probably trying to push things and do things a certain way and she was like uh <laughs> never mind you're not making right. this fun for me you guys right. are putting all this pressure on me like yeah i'll do ballet yeah. you know until you know she was older and you know, I know, you know, they had their, uh, pretty much their freedom, their emancipation, 16, 17, and all that stuff. Um, you know, and they're able to kind of, like, figure it out and do a lot of stuff on their own. And then it was like, okay, you know, I I have the fortunate, uh, you know, the I have been fortunate enough to grow up and know the industry, too, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. well. So they she still have that experience, but, you know, so she could navigate it, even after a young age. And they're very, like, old kind of souls anyway. So, but, you know, they they didn't go in just, like, blinded by, like, we don't really know much or anything or anybody and just trying to get into the industry. They were already in, you know. Yeah. So it was easy for them to kind of be like, okay, now I can kind of do this my own way and not have to feel pressure or feel my parents breathing down my my neck (laughs) about something, you know? Right. So. Well, this has been really helpful. You know, you gave me a lot to think about, you know, as far as my acting and TV dreams and aspirations, you know, you know, I've got to ask myself, like, do I really have what it takes to be in it for the long haul? Do I want to sign up for classes do I see myself getting an acting coach? Do I want to get involved in groups around town and acting and, you know, being involved? How involved do I really want to be? And not only that, not only that, I mean, something to consider, I mean, especially when the times get hard, you know, it's like, do I have what it takes to press past those tough times and all those challenges to keep on doing it? Because I really feel passionate about getting it done. Yeah. And the other thing it makes me think about... And being told no. Like, you have to be really comfortable with being told no. And you have to be, you know, very self-confident. I think that's kind of like one of the things, like, everybody was like, well, you're auditioning, you told no. And I'd be like, I'd be sad or upset about it. But then I'd be like, okay, I don't care. I'm going to, like, go on to the the next thing. Like, I know my skill. I know Mm -hmm. that I can act. I know that I have, you know, these this good ability and it's something that I want to do. So I don't care. Like I'll just move on to the next thing and I'll move on to the next thing. You know, so that that was like, you know, you have to have that self confidence and be okay with being told no. I never really had that as a you know, a lot of people that can bring them down. Like some stuff I would get really kind of depressed about like what the fuck was wrong with them. But okay, I see it. Like, all right, I'm not gonna worry about it. But and then if I think back on it, like it definitely wasn't a good fit for that position um 
I, I can pinpoint why or why I wouldn't even pick myself, you know. Uh-huh. Um, um, so, and I mean, that's just really age and like a little bit more experience and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think you just, you have to be really comfortable and, and you know, like really want it and like de- desire it and like find, figure out where you want to go. Like, do you want to because also you're going to be marketing yourself right so it's not just about you know playing a part anything like that you still have to be you right so how are you going to market yourself how are you going to relate to people outside of your role and are you going to be happy playing that part as well um kind of like you know a, a constant code switch <laughs> you know like you, you know, or you're going to be caught up in a scenario where people are going to be looking back on your life or they're going to be looking at you under a microscope in any little thing or anything you, right. everything you do um it can be scrutinized and then how are you going to feel about that that's true you know yeah you got to have a, a thick skin you know i remember mm-hmm. uh, i was interviewing a director uh, now he's a real estate mogul, um, Eddie mm-hmm. Kane. I talked to him during the last podcast. Yeah, and I remember he was telling me about his films that he was working on and meeting, just like you said, a lot of people who were moving to L.A., looking to get into an acting career. And they just thought that they was the hot stuff. They was the hot hotness. Like, they, they here, they in L.A. now. They about to make it big. They want to act. And he would break it down to him and let him know, like, okay, don't you know how many people are coming out here just like mm-hmm. you every day trying to act like you think you're the only one? Like, you're talking like you're the only one who came out here mm-hmm. to act. He was like, and even if you do have talent, you realize you show up at an audition, you think you got it going on, you go into that audition, and you see that there's 10 people that look like you. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have a unique look like you thought you did. So you need to have something else to bring to the table. So he was saying it's good to be multifaceted, basically. Like, don't yeah. only act. You got to know how to sing. You got to know yeah. how to direct. You got to know how to write. Like, you got to have some other stuff to bring to the table that's going to help you stand apart, stand out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's that's what they, you know, when um, uh, when I was getting into acting, young actually like in college and stuff like that and trying to do resume and you know talking to um directors and their acting coaches and stuff and they're you know trying to help you put all that together that's always one of the things like you don't just want to put in there like you've done acting like you didn't play like what are your other abilities can you ride a skateboard you know can <laughs> right. you hula hoop upside down can you play the flute can you you know uh drive a stick shift like you know like yeah. all of that stuff like you want to put in there because some of the times they don't they want to look for somebody but you know they might need somebody to drive a car and it has to be this kind of car so can you drive a stick shift like i don't want to have to like be getting my hopes up like oh that'd be great but now i have to train you how to drive a car i can't do that you know so right um like i know know, how to use nunchucks (laughs) just never know when you might need a nunchuck actress in your film yes exactly can you do karate yeah Uh, do you know like martial arts yeah play it up um yeah yeah 
Yeah. Anything you gotta toot your own you horn. Have a skill to do. Mm-hmm. Toot your own horn, play to your strengths, and brag about what you can do. What else you can yeah, bring yeah. to the table? Yeah, you can't rely on your, your your looks and your talent because it's a million people with talent, and then there are multiple people that look just like you. Like you, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that does make it challenging. But there's a way that you can still get it done. I mean, even when I was in LA, I was following these girls. Um, they all went to acting school. I want to say it was USC and they were trying to get into Hollywood and it just wasn't happening, but they got together and they made their own films. So they started doing their own web stream film and then they even started booking commercial spaces. So they were able to get paid by just going around town, seeing if anybody was willing to pay for ad space during yeah. their during their online TV show and it, they would broadcast it once a month you know so they wouldn't get burnt out you know they're doing this all on their own I want to say it was three girls and they were just you know making it work for them like okay we're not mm-hmm. about to put out content every day we can't manage that <laughs> we're gonna, not going to put out something every week even even though I'm sure they wanted to do a weekly episode but they did what they could do you know yeah. and it, it was it was a monthly show that they all put out and broadcasted on their own and, and they're really good really talented too and that was the other thing I was just I was happy to see it but it was kind of bittersweet at the same time I'm like man these girls are so talented and it sucks that they were not able to make their big break but it was mm-hmm. also really inspiring to see that they were still able to put their project out and they were able to utilize their gifts and put out some good quality work so stuff. Yeah. yeah and people can remember that and I mean and you know, if if at you know some point later in life they pick up their journey again, that would be great. You never know. Mm-hmm. But you know, one of one of the examples that I like to kind of refer to is like Issa Rae, right? Yeah. And she had the awkwardly black girl, and I remember seeing that like, oh my god, and that's how kind of how you have to get in too, because yeah. like people ain't gonna put you in. You have to create something yep. for yourself to, to get the people. Yeah, and right? then you're like, okay, then you put your yourself in these other spots and you then you go and, and meet with people and then you know all of a sudden like she is the star that she should have always been you know it's just, you know, yeah. just out there you know so um yeah it, it um definitely knows getting where you fit in yeah you know and then you can you always try to make room for for you if you don't fit in somewhere then fucking cut out a hole or basically a square or triangle right? or something you know yep. um try to make a space for your for yourself yep. and again if it's something that you really want to do you you working hard for it i don't see why you wouldn't get there eventually i like it it may take it may take 10 years yeah it may take 20 years but if it's something that you want to do you won't mind it like i'm still on my journey i'm like eh you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i have all these kids now but like my husband said he was like don't let us be the reason that you don't do what you want to do and i was like okay babe you said it (laughs) because now you're happy like some things about to start changing around here here. don't come looking for me (laughs) so yeah you know um you know, if, if if everybody has their own unique journey, just be okay with however things may turn out. Yeah. But I think if you're going forward, you know, if you really want to do it, then, you know, yeah, find some acting coaches, get in a few different classes, uh, do some improv stuff even, learn the behind the scenes, get in 
you know, like independent type of movies. Like if you just need somebody or a production assistant or on the cruise, I could know at least how this works and Mm -hmm. these cameras and this lighting. And then, you know, um, you know, keep taking your classes and keep committed to it. Keep studying, studying the greats too like the really good actors and actresses or the comedians if you want to go down more of a comedic role or you know um you know just study your craft yeah was like i said just really really study and really get involved and really get it in there and um yeah yeah don't don't be afraid of any kind of uh, setbacks or anything like that just keep pushing forward yeah, keep pushing forward yeah and hold on to your dream mm-hmm. yeah, and visualize new ones yep all right and jay well thank you so very much for joining me on this very enlightening conversation i appreciate you shout out to all the listeners at the godcollection.com soundcloud so thank you very much for joining us that does it for another episode of the first fridays podcast make sure you bring it right back for another one and another one and another one all right and we out